So now we're just going to go through each position except for kicker because, I mean, it's impossible for kicker sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're supposed to rank kickers, but, uh, but I, well, yeah. some of them are good, but, like, I don't know. It's hard to tell, like, you can't really play that one by matchup. <laughs> anyway, but we're going to rank, like, our top ten um, players at each position. So um, we can start with QB. So I'll give, like, I'll give like my 10 through six, and then you can give your 10 through six, and then we'll give our top five. That sounds good. Um, so at 10, I have Josh Allen versus Miami. I think Josh Allen's going to be a lot better this year. Um, Miami did improve on defense, but he looked pretty good last week. I know he's playing the Jets, but um, I think I think Miami still has a few holes, and I think the Bills' offense is going to just really um, get going. With, you know, John Brown, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley, a lot of weapons there to spread the ball around. My nine is Cam Newton versus the Seahawks. I know he is playing Seattle, but um, I just I, I watched that game because I was just talking about that a few minutes ago with Miles Gaskin versus the Patriots. But I was watching, I mean, the run offense for the uh, Patriots is just crazy. I mean, they know how to scheme Cam Newton and, and use him to his strengths. They're making it really easy for him. And Seattle's Seattle's defensive line isn't that good, and I think he's going to have some time in the pocket to. To throw or, or take off. Now, Bobby Wagner can, can minimize him, but I think Cam Newton's a good play this week. And then my eight is Carson Wentz versus huh, the Rams. Definitely biased, but I think, you know, you look at his numbers after he throws two interceptions, he always bounces back. This is the home opener. He plays well in home openers. I think he knows that this game has got to play well. Now, my seven is Russell Wilson versus New England. I mean, Bill Belichick literally said he was <laughs> probably the best player in the league. I mean, coming from Bill Belichick, that's a pretty big compliment. And um, for this year, I have Russell as one of my MVP candidates. I actually have I – predict, I predicted he's going to win the MVP this year, and I really like him. You know, even, as good as that Patriots secondary is, I think they're going to have a tough time with, with Seattle's run. And then um, six, I have Dak Prescott. Can't stand the man, but <laughs> – can't stand da the Dallas Cowboys either. But against Atlanta, that got rid of Desmond Trufant and, you know, has, has a, only a few playmakers on that defense. I think he's going to be able to spread the ball around with Gallup, Lamb, and, and um, Cooper. I think they're going to have a big day. And I, I think he's a good fantasy option pretty much every year just because he pads the stats a lot against weaker defenses like this. And, and when it doesn't matter, <laughs> we won't get into that anyway. He's a good yeah. fantasy option. So who are your 10 through 6? All right. So number 10. I was debating putting this higher, but I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh I think Aaron Rodgers will probably have a pretty good week uh, against the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Sec secondary is just uh, obliterated right now. Not not looking too good for them. So I think Aaron Rodgers could possibly throw uh, three or more touchdowns. Like, this is going to be a great game for him. They're going to be airing it out, I'm sure. Uh, get it? You know, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, number nine, Russell Wilson. Uh, I probably have him a little bit lower, I guess, than most people. I don't know. Just kind of feeling that out here. It's a good New England. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, honestly, Russell is such a talented quarterback. Uh, and I'm actually in the same boat as you thinking Russell Wilson might, well, will win MVP this season. I mean, he's just, as long as they let him do him and him actually, like, chuck the ball up and let him scramble whenever he wants to, like, let him do him and – he is probably going to win MVP. Uh, I mean, the offense just looked so much better with him throwing the ball as much, doing pretty much heading up the offense. It looks so much better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, Patriots defense, one of the, uh, one of the best around. Uh, and I mean, it's just going to be tough to handle all of their weapons, to be honest. I mean, you got Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, I'm trying to think of the – I think David Moore is pretty solid as well. There is yeah. – Hollister and Disley are both pretty good tight ends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and the added factor of Russell Wilson being a beast running outside of the pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, but, yeah, he's my number nine. Number eight, Dak. I wanted to put him lower on purpose because I don't like Dak. Uh, as a football player, of course, because he's on the Cowboys and yeah. because people think he's better than Wentz. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the matchup against Atlanta, I mean, it doesn't get any better this season. I mean, this is probably going to be one of those shootout games. Matt Ryan's probably going to have a pretty good game here too. But, uh, yeah, Dak, with all the weapons he has, I mean, just a great fantasy option here. He's probably going to do pretty well in this week. Uh, seven. Deshaun Watson, mm. I didn't, I didn't want to put him higher mainly because he's playing the Ravens. Yeah, and there's just not much to that offense. Uh, I mean, David Johnson looked good the first week, but I'm not trusting in the fact that he'll be that great the whole season. Yeah, uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks possibly being out. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I just, I just don't see much happening for him. But Deshaun Watson. Does make some magic happen for some reason somehow? Uh, I mean, somehow didn't make the Chiefs game look too bad. Uh, it wasn't a complete shutout. So, yeah, I mean, number seven for him. Number six, Drew Brees against the Raiders. Yeah, I he's just gonna chuck the ball all over him. I I don't really see the Raiders stopping the Saints at all. Uh, great offense here. Uh, Drew Brees probably isn't throwing the deep ball as much as he was uh, a few seasons ago. So, but I, I don't think they'll really need that right now. So I, I think they'll Drew Brees will pretty be pretty good in week, this week. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's still haunted by that interception he threw to my man Crave on the block a couple of years ago. So he <laughs> <laughs> still remembers that. Yeah, he still does. Um, yeah, I have to throw that out there, but. Um, and uh, just one quick note on the Pats defense too. Like we know, we know they're like they had a lot of guys to opt out, but I mean, you can't really bet against Bill Belichick's team at the same time. Like that's why we're making the point that like the Pats defense is still pretty good. But um, uh, so here's my top five. So five, I have Matt Ryan. Um, usually don't have him too high because I just like don't trust Dan Quinn and that coaching staff. But um, I mean, it's early in the season. The Falcons usually play well at this time of year, and um, you know the Dallas secondary outside of Xavier Woods. I mean. Um, I mean, they cut ha-ha Clinton Dix, who was expected to be one of their starters. So, like, that kind of tells you a little bit about the talent there. I, I don't like I don't like Wuzier or Jordan Lewis. I don't think they're anything special. They lost Byron Jones, obviously. So, um, I, I like, especially having Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And, um, I mean, Hayden Hurst isn't Austin Cooper, in my opinion, but he's still a good weapon. So, I, th- I think they're going to get gashed over the top. And then – Number four, I have Drew Brees, who you mentioned, I mean, against Las Vegas. I think they're going to be able to do a lot again. I think it's going to be a shootout because I think Las Vegas um, can put up some points. But, I mean, that Saints offense is just masterful. It's hard to not – I mean, in fantasy, it's hard to not play Drew Brees. Number three, I have Aaron Rodgers just because, I mean, after – I mean, well, I lost to Dan last week because he had Aaron Rodgers. And 
Um, who else do you have? Monte Adams and anyone else? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, – Do I have Josh Jacobs as well? Probably. No. No. Uh, Chris, Chris Carson, I think. I don't know. Dan, <laughs> I, I lost to Dan like 190 to 80 this past week. So, um, it, was a, it was a rough first week. So, um, I've got Aaron Rodgers pretty high on mine. Maybe that's a, a little bit because uh, – <laughs> because I lost so bad to him in a couple of leagues. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could see him I could see him being a little lower just because, like, maybe they'll run the ball a little more with Aaron Jones and A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon. I don't, did A.J. Dillon get a lot of carries this week? Just curious. Uh, not a huge amount. I think it was mainly, like, uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. That makes sense. I mean, they've been there for a little while. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great fantasy play every week. And then, two, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if you have Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, do not – do not bench him. <laughs> you question, and then one is Lamar. I mean, again, do not bench Lamar if you have him in fantasy either. I, I mean, I don't care. They're going to have a bad week every once in a while, but you cannot bench them in fantasy. So, yeah, um, yeah that's my top five. All right. So, my top five. This is pretty different. Like, we are actually, our list is pretty different. Okay. Uh, so, number five, I have Tom Brady. Ooh. Now. Uh, this Panthers. is against – yeah, Panthers got a poor secondary right now. Uh, I mean, overall, the group doesn't look too well on defense. Like, the linebacker group hasn't been lacking ever since Keekly is retired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the weapons that Tom Brady has, you just can't – I can't see them not succeeding here. Like, it's <laughs> – yeah. I think this is going to be a big week for Brady. I mean, a prove-it game after what happened with the Saints. Yeah, Um. Yeah, I mean, people are just all eyes on Brady, and I really don't think Brady's gonna disappoint <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I the fact that Ronald Jones was their number one running back, and they didn't even use Leonard Fournette all that much, kind of scares me. And they did pretty like fairly well against the Saints. Um, but yeah, I mean, even without Chris Godwin, like that. That offense is still a pretty high-powered offense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe Tom Brady doesn't doesn't throw the deep ball, but that's good because Godwin's not in. Yeah. Uh, so I I, th- I think this will be a good week for Tom Brady. Um, number four, Josh Allen. I really think Josh yeah. Allen's going to go off this game. Yeah. I mean, I know he has his uh, little problems going on, but this is against Miami, and I mean. Just chuck the ball to John John Brown. Give it to Diggs. I mean, this is this should be a huge week for Josh Allen. And I mean, even as a QB that can run, I mean, Josh Allen should have a solid game. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this could be a multiple TD game for him. Uh, not nothing scaring me against that Dolphins defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So after that, number three, Kyler Murray Ooh. against Washington. Um. Now, this does depend because Washington's front seven looked amazing against us last week. That's why but, I'm all skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know much about the Cardinals' offensive line, but I haven't heard the best things about it. Um, I think, better than I think the fact – Yes, better than Eagles right now. So, that's probably a plus. Um, I think the fact that – Kyler Murray is a is a dual threat quarterback, which Carson Wentz technically is as well. But um, 
he just looked so much better last week. I mean, compared yeah. to last season, he just looked so much better. He knew what he was doing. Like, I mean, D Hop got his own. Like, obviously, he's always going to get that. But I mean, he made the whole team look good. Uh, I mean, there's not much bad I can say about their offense right now. Uh, I just think like with targets like D Hop, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, I mean, even Chris Edmonds, uh, the backup running back, well, is I like involved him. as yeah. well. Yeah, super good Chase backup. Edmund. What? Oh, yeah, Chase. I keep – Still really – He's good. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, super good backup running back. Um, don't know much about their tight end game. It probably doesn't really matter at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the the fact that, like, they're a – he has a – he's a dual threat, dual threat quarterback, and Kyler can chuck the ball – uh, just super high-powered offense. And for fantasy, I think that's a beautiful thing, obviously. Uh, Kyle Murray should have a pretty big week here. Number two and number one are the same as you. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, you just never sit them in fantasy. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers, uh, nothing really scaring me there. Maybe the uh, defensive line. Yeah. But still, like, Patrick Mahomes is a beast. Like, he knows what he's doing. Uh, He's either going to escape the pocket or he's just going to chuck it and he knows where the ball's going. Like, I I don't know. Just another amazing quarterback right there. Lamar Jackson against Houston. Nothing scaring me here again. Uh, I mean, maybe the defensive line again for here to Texans, but still past that. I mean, Lamar is a dual threat quarterback. He knows how to escape the pocket. Uh, and, I mean, with the weapons they have, uh, they're very easy to get out of situations. Uh, <laughs> and their offensive line is actually pretty solid, the the Ravens' offensive line. So, I mean, not too much of a concern here. Lamar Jackson's going to have a pretty good week. Yeah. I, I forgot Kyler, man. Like, because Kyler had such a great game last week. And I, I honestly think Kyler's going to have, like, a, a big sophomore year. So, insert him into my top ten somewhere. Uh, where <laughs> Brady, I probably just – I probably – I don't like Brady, so I probably just skipped over him when I was watching. <laughs> I understand. But, um, I understand. <laughs> on the running backs, though, um, I'll do my 10 through 6 to do the same thing. So, 10, I talked about this guy earlier, Antonio Gibson. Um, very, very high for this week. So, he's like a sleeper pick. Yeah. I'm putting in my top 10. <laughs> um, so, I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, I just – I really I really think that he's going to have a big game um, receiving. I think that'll be a big part of it. So if you're in a PPR league, I would definitely look at picking him up. You know, it's definitely early in his career, but at the same time, like, um, you know, Peyton Barber's a short yardage guy. J.D. McKissick is, you know, sometimes receiving, but they, they had Antonio Gibson on the field a lot against us. And, again, I think the Eagles do a good job containing running backs. He didn't really see anyone in, in Washington do anything. I mean, Peyton Barber, yeah, he scored at, like, the one, two-yard line because he gave him a great field position. But I don't know if that'll – I really like Antonio Gibson. Um, number nine, Jonathan Taylor. If you guys didn't hear, Marlon Mack is out for the season. Sorry, Dan. I know you love Marlon Mack, but um, <laughs> it's a shame. Like last year, he got hurt too, and uh, it sucks, man. I like Marlon Mack too, like because I um I watched a lot of Temple, and um, he played for South Florida. They played Temple a lot, so I got to see him play a few times. And I mean, I like watching him play, and it's been cool watching him develop in the league. It's a shame he got hurt again, but um, Jonathan Taylor is an under center type of guy. He can run east-west, north-south. More of a north-south guy, in my opinion. But, 
you know, he, I think he could go off against Minnesota. This isn't the same Minnesota defense from years past. Um, I, they do still have some good linebackers, and they did get Yannick Ngakwe, so he might not pop off. But, um, you know, Naheem Hines is going to be more that receiving back, and, and Taylor knows his role as more the under-center guy. So I like him. Dalvin Cook versus Indianapolis, I mean, it's hard to – Dalvin Cook's one of those guys, like, you, you kind of got to play pretty often in fantasy. He's, he's that dominant. You, you never want to bet against him going off. I know the Patriots got – you know, Darius Leonard and a few good guys up front, but I, I still think I, – I really like the Vikings run scheme. I, I have a hard time not believing in them running the ball effectively. They usually really do do a really good job with whoever's in the backfield, and I like that one folks this week. And then seven, Alvin Kamara against Las Vegas. I mean, I don't see who on Las Vegas is going to gonna take him if they go man coverage. I mean, I think he's going to have a big game. I think that Saints offensive line is just going to be bullying the, the Raiders defensive line. Then six, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he's coming off a big, big rookie debut. Um, I know the Chargers got some guys up front, but I just think the way the Chiefs run their offense, they spread everyone out so much. You can't really stack the box against them. And Edwards is Edwards Hilaire is a really good shotgun back, good in the receiving game. He runs with a lot of power too, so he's gonna get those extra yards and wear the defense out. And I think that really just gives the Chiefs a big advantage. So I, I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire a lot in fantasy this year. So I haven't met six this week. All right. Uh, yeah, so number 10, I have Clyde's Edward Tiller. Um, I, the main reason I have him that low is because the Chargers front four and uh, even yeah. the linebacker group is pretty solid. Uh, obviously, this is the Chiefs, so, like, their whole offense can, like, make anything happen. Uh, so, I mean – we saw that Andy Reid loved to use him. Uh, I mean, he got a lot of usage in that game against the Texans. Um, and the Texans do have a pretty solid D-line. D uh, and we didn't really see Hilaire struggle that much against them. Um, so, I mean, I probably shouldn't have him this low. But, I mean, I think the Chargers are a better defense than the Texans. So, it might give him a little bit more of a struggle than yeah. uh, what we, we are used to. And, like – he is a rookie, which is why I'm like giving him some space still because sure. I am not sure that he's always going to live up to this hype. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the hype before the season was insane. People <laughs> were saying like he is the one of the better running backs in the league. There was talk about him being top five, and it's like the dude is a rookie. He right. hasn't even played a single game yet. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm giving him space still. Uh, I mean, there's pretty big company in the top five so it's kind of hard to get there uh yeah so i have him at number 10 number nine jonathan taylor uh i, I mean pretty much the same reasons that you've said uh marlon mack down uh the only thing that i'm a little bit concerned with is that naheem hines was balling out last <laughs> last game and game. yeah and i i think that's the only thing that worries me so i think naheem hines uh, will probably be more of the passing back, I guess. And Jonathan Taylor would just be like a Marlon Mack, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it seems like they're putting a lot more trust in Jonathan Taylor. So, that's why I do have him in this top ten, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, with Marlon Mack being down, that's why this bumps him up so much. Um, number eight, we got Josh Jacobs. I know this is probably a bad thing because the Saints defense is pretty good. 
But Josh Jacobs is probably the best part of the Raiders offense. And, I mean, with the hat trick last week, it is hard not to put him in the top ten. I mean, he was balling out last last game, and he really does look better than he was last season, which is pretty good because he had a solid season last season. Really good rookie season. Uh, yeah. So, I, I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Probably not another hat trick. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think he'll have a pretty good game. Um, number seven, Aaron Jones. I mean, it's the Detroit Lions. They have a solid front seven, maybe ish. But I, this game is probably, probably all Packers. To be honest, I mean, I shootout or Aaron Jones starts running the ball up the middle and they're just balling out that way. Either way. I think the Packers are having a good game. Aaron Jones should be used probably a lot more just because we saw last week that Aaron Rodgers already has the passing game down. Uh, and if they can get both the running game and passing game going, then they're pretty much set. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't even need a defense at this point because yeah. he basically doesn't have one. So, I mean, um, yeah. yeah, so I think Aaron, Aaron Jones, solid week this week. Number six, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, pretty much the reasons you said. I mean, Dalvin Cook, you, you just got to start him. I mean, it's hard not to. Uh, I mean, it seems that he's been past his injuries right now, and he's holding up pretty well. I mean, last season was pretty telling. Like, he, he played most of the games, and he still balled out every single game. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I just – Vikings really are a probably run-first offense right now, and – they really do need their offense to run through Cook to be a good team. So I think that is where my I cap out my six at. Yeah, I, I think it's just hard. Unless Dalvin Cook is playing like an elite defense, I, I have a tough time not playing in general. Um, right. So my five is um, Raheem Mostert against mostly because they're playing the New York Jets. I mean, um, you saw – I mean, I just still can't get over the, the, the route he ran against Isaiah Simmons. And then the, the breakaway speed to run – uh, however many yards it was. I mean, that was just such an amazing run. He's so fast. He gets to the edge quickly. I mean, the the 49ers run so many of the same plays out of the same formation, and it just works every time. They run a lot of different plays out of the same formation. And some of the same plays, all the time. it just works. Like, they just know how to get their run game going. And the Jets' defense is a bunch of nobodies for the most part. I mean, they have a few guys who I like, but overall, it's just a dumpster fire. And I think Raheem Mostert is just going to pop off. And then four is I have Aaron Jones. Um, I think this could be one of those 40-point games he had last year um, against the <laughs> Lions. Maybe he gets involved in the passing game a bit, too. Um, I, Aaron Jones is another one of those guys where it's really hard to sit him because um, even, like, he had he had a lot of, like, a few bad games every once in a while, maybe against the Bears because they have a good run defense. But, like, you know, then you sit him, and then he has a 40-point game. So, I'm fancy. Like, he's – Yep. You can't, you can't really justify sitting in three. I have CMC versus Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I think Devin White might be able to, to keep an eye on him, but I think CMC is another guy you can't sit. Um, Zeke Elliott, too. I mean, he's just going to he's gonna wear down that Atlanta defense. I really hope Atlanta wins because it's the Cowboys, but, I mean, this is just a matchup where Zeke is just going to move the ball forward, get, get like a good – six to eight yards at a time, and they're just going to pound it with him a lot and then set up the passing. Number one, I have Derrick Henry. I mean, um, we know what happened 
the one time he played Jacksonville with the, uh, was that the 99 yard TD run he had? Yeah. Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back when they had some pretty good, pretty good guys on defense and they looked pretty bad. <laughs> and I, I looked at that Jacksonville depth chart on defense. There is, there is no one there. I mean, other than Miles Jack. There, uh, there's just not many names there that should be starting. Um, on offense, I, I trust them a little bit more just because, like, they have, they have like, Ben McAdoo and, um, and uh, what's his name, Jay Gruden in the offensive room as assistant coaches. They're not head coaches anymore. They probably have good ideas to bounce around. But then, you know, defense, uh, Derek Henry is going to have a monster game this week. So that's why I have my number I just think he has the highest potential this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean – yeah, you're right about Derrick Henry. Most definitely number one. <laughs> um, yeah, number five, uh, Saquon. This was hard for me to put him here. But I really do think that Saquon is going to have the game of his life right now because of what Tiki Barber said. <laughs> <laughs> mainly, mainly because of what he said. And the way that Saquon handled what he said was pretty good as well. Uh it wasn't like trash and t- tiki or anything. Pretty respectful guy. Um, but, I mean, Saquon is still talented. I, I still believe in the fact that he is one of the bet- best backs in the league. I mean, <laughs> it seems like he goes off against us every single time he plays us. Uh, I mean, he is the number one on that offense. Uh, and that's the only way to get get it going for them. Obviously, this is the Bears' defense, uh, and it's just – Bears' defense is good. Yeah. But Saquon is just one of those talents that I think he can have a pretty good game this week. Uh, and if any offense is going to come about from the Giants this week, it's got to be through him because otherwise they're they're pretty much outmatched any other way. Uh, yeah, so I think Saquon's number five. Number four, Alvin Kamara, like you said. No one on that Raiders defense can stop him. Uh, no one on the Raiders defense can probably stop anyone on that offense right now. Um, yeah, Alvin Alvin Kamara should have a pretty huge game. Uh, I mean, the fact that he can run it up the middle or even, you know, passing back as well. I mean, he does it all. Uh, yeah, I mean, going to be a pretty big game for him as well. Um, number three, got... Uh, I got Zeke. Obviously, this is going to be a pretty big game for him. Uh, I don't – it's kind of weird because I could see this, see this being a shootout because Atlanta is just – that's just what they do. That's what Matty Ice does. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not exactly sure that Zeke is going to have a humongous game just because they might just have to be thrown a lot. But Zeke can also, you know, catch the ball sometimes. So, like – I don't want to give him all the credit. Like, he's not, you know, he's not all that, whatever. But, <laughs> no, just kidding. He's pretty good back. But, uh, yeah, you're you're playing Zeke, like, if you got him, no matter what. I mean, he, he's going to have a pretty good week this week uh, against an Atlanta defense, which is pretty much non-existent at this point. Um, number two, CMC. Uh, it's hard to count him out, like, in, in any game. Uh, the only thing that worries me is that, the only bad game he had, only bad two games he had last last year were Tampa Bay. Oh, um, which is which is weird. Uh, 
because they weren't known for their best defense yeah. around. And to stop all of all people, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best offensive players right now. Uh, I don't, I don't understand that, but uh, McCaffrey is just a different beast. I mean, and also they have, they have more offensive weapons than they used to in, on yeah. the Panthers. Uh, so that defense does have a lot more to worry about than just stopping McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, you got to stop DJ Moore, uh, uh, blanking. Robbie Anderson has, takes the top off of the defense. Uh, Curtis Samuel is solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, there's there's a lot more for that Buccaneers defense to stop. So I think McCaffrey can still have a pretty good week. Um, but probably not the numbers you're always expecting from him. Uh, and then number one, Derrick Henry. It's just going to be a monster week. I mean, this dude could probably have like three touchdowns alone, uh, pull a hat trick just like Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no one that can really stop this guy. I mean, there'd probably be six Jags defenders on them, and they couldn't even take them down, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, Henry is just a different animal, and there's just no one can stop him on this defense. So, and this is this is how the Titans win their games is through him, is running their their whole offense through Henry. So, this is the way they're winning games. He's going to get all the work. So, number one running back for the week. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you start us off for for receivers? All right, receivers. Let's see. Number 10, Marvin Jones Jr. Mm. Not usually in the top 10 at all. But the reason I have this is because this game is probably going to be a shootout and Kenny Galladay's down. So yeah. I think Marvin Jones is most likely going to get a good amount of the targets. Uh, anyone beyond that, I'm not sure who's going to get the targets on the Lions offense. So, I mean, this is the guy you can trust in. You know he's going to get targets. And whenever Galladay's been down, Jones has had a pretty big game. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think he's going to have a solid game. That's why I have him in top ten. Otherwise, any other week and Galladay's in, he's probably not playing, like, in anywhere in the top 20. <laughs> uh, number nine, Calvin Ridley. Crazy to think that the Falcons have pretty much two top ten receivers. Uh, Calvin Ridley is a beast, and it's going to be a pretty good game. I mean, Xavier Woods is going to be the only – he has to cover Jones, and Jones is probably still going to have a monster week. But I don't know of any other person in that secondary room that could cover Calvin, Calvin Ridley, so he's probably going to have a bigger game than Julio. That's a big thing to say, but it, it's going to be a pretty good game for him. Um, eight, Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's hard not to start this guy in fantasy just because he, he gets the deep ball. Uh, I mean, one play could be half, like, could be like 16 points for you. Like, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to start him uh, against the Chargers. Uh, I know their secondary is a little bit banged up. Isn't Casey Hayward? He's he's done for the season, right? I think I heard something. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to remember. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, this is just a pretty much instant start. If, if you have him, you're playing him uh, pretty much against any defense. Cool. Um, Casey Hayward was the AFC defensive player of the week last week, so he is healthy. Oh, so he is healthy. What What yeah. did I hear? I don't even know what I heard then. <laughs> okay. Well, even so, I mean, 
yeah. it's hard to stop someone like Tyreek Hill with how fast he is yeah. uh, and the connection he has with the Mahomes at this point. I mean, it's it's kind of unstoppable. Um, move on to number seven, uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, Colts probably don't have the best secondary uh, right now, at least as I thought they had a solid secondary uh, because Colts were an underrated defense for me, uh, but not looking too great right now. Yeah, Adam Thielen, obviously the number one receiver here in this offense. Uh and the dude got a lot of targets last last uh, week and also last season. I mean, we saw it with uh, Stefan Diggs being there. I mean, two number one receivers, technically. And Adam Thielen was getting most of the work. Uh, so, I mean, it's hard not to start Thielen when you have him. Uh, even with the matchup being poor, I mean, the guy's just going to get targets. So, he's most likely going to get you something out of the game. Um Next up, number six, Amari Cooper. Um, yeah, I mean, against Atlanta, this is just this is just a cakewalk for Amari Cooper. He's probably going to go off this game, uh, assuming he doesn't get injured, because that happens a lot. Huh. Um, yeah, so I think this is – yeah. I mean, this game is just a shootout, I, to be honest. I, I don't see anything else happening, no defensive battle here. Um, Amari Cooper is going to have a huge game. Yeah, so I, I added – I did top 11 just because there was one guy I didn't want to not include. So my, my 11th is Michael Gallup just because I think um, – I have Cooper in my top 10, spoiler alert. But I think um, that they're going to try to put a lot of attention on him and then Gallup is just going to is going to feast against whoever's on him. Uh, I mean, you know, we won't talk about the, the Jalen Ramsey call last week. Uh uh, but anyway, you know, <laughs> not going to get into that. But um, yeah, I like him this week. And I got Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Denver. Um, you know, I think not having Chris Harris is going to hurt Denver because Juju is more of a slot guy. And Denver secondary has kind of taken a, a step back in recent years, or well, in this past offseason, at least now without Chris Harris. And I think, you know, just seeing Juju and, and Ben connect last week, you could tell like Juju needs Ben. Um, he wants, he wants that top quarterback. I mean, obviously it's hard to produce with Mason Rudolph and Doc Hodges throwing, throwing the ball to you. But, um, you know, having them back, I think Ben really got comfortable. And I think they're going to do a lot of quick passes underneath Juju. Number nine, I have DJ Moore versus Tampa Bay because I think um, I like the Tampa Bay corners, but they're young. I think they still got a little ways to go. And I think early in the season, I think DJ Moore is going to take advantage of them. Like you said, Carolina has Robbie Anderson to go over the top, and then you got Curtis Samuel as well, the receiving threat, and CMC, obviously. So I like DJ Moore. Number eight, I have Keenan Allen uh, against Kansas City. I I think if Tyrod wants to keep his job, he's got to target Keenan Allen more because Keenan Allen is open pretty much 99% of the time. And the Chiefs defense, I mean, the, well, the Chiefs defense is very rested, so they're going to be better than, than they usually would if they weren't uh, because of that offense. But sometimes that offense does score really quick, so they're also not for time. So um, yeah. I, don't, I don't really see who's gonna who's gonna cover Keenan Allen. I mean, you can send Tyron Matthew down to cover him if you want some of the time, but I still like Keenan Allen. I mean, I think he's one of the better receivers in the league. Seven. I also have Adam Thielen, just like you. I mean, um, you know, if you want Xavier Rhodes to cover him, I don't know if Xavier Rhodes is gonna get back to what he used to be. And I like Rocky Asin. He's a Temple guy. Um, starting corner, but I don't think he's going to be able to 
handle Thielen. I think Thielen just uh, – it's just – it's like poetry in motion watching him run routes. And then I have Amari Cooper at six as well, just like you. Um, and, and even though I think Gallup could benefit from him getting more attention, I still think Amari Cooper is going to absolutely go off this week. Um, I just don't see who's going to – I mean, that Atlanta secondary is so weak without Trufant now. And Trufant was kind of on the, on the down – on the down anyway, so yeah, that's my that's my eleven for six. All right, I like that. I was not expecting like your first three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, number five, Mike Evans. Uh, without Chris Godwin, this opens up a lot of targets for Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, like Scotty Miller is going to get his because Brady loves him for some reason. Uh, O.J. Howard's going to get some receptions. But, I mean, you have Mike Evans here. Uh, this guy I have struggled with in fantasy for probably the fast th- past three years. <laughs> and he has never been consistent enough to keep him. But this might be a season where he could actually do well for you. Uh, I mean, against the Panthers defense, like I've said before multiple times, not a very good secondary right now. Uh, Mike Evans just has that vertical on them. Uh, the dude's a tough receiver. Uh, we'll go up and get a ball. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're Tom Brady, this is the type of receiver you want because you've never had that. And, and the Patriots organization, like, this is this yeah. is one of the rare things you have is Tom Brady. Uh, you're, you're a dominant receiver that will go up and get that 50-50 ball. Um, number four, Allen Robinson. Uh, I think – I think this is probably going to be a cakewalk for him. I know the Giants have some fairly good secondary prospects, but, I mean, Allen Robinson has just been getting targets, and he's just seemed like a beast. Uh, I wasn't very high on him last year, uh, even with him, like, being one of the best fantasy receivers last year. I'm – I'm good with him now. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, who else is Trubisky going to throw to? I mean, you do have Anthony Miller and the tight end group there. But, like, Allen Robinson is the most consistent there. Uh, and he's going to win you games if you keep throwing to him. Um, and hopefully Trubisky can stay fourth quarter Trubisky because that's when he plays his best <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so, yeah. oh, hopefully and- – uh, one quick thing too. I mean, with Allen Robinson, with the whole contract thing, I mean, he might just he might just pop off this week. This is true. Uh, I mean, this could be a prove it thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the, the contract thing. Oh man, this is this amazes me. You still got two years left on your deal, but you want guaranteed for the next five years. Anyways, never mind. Um, <laughs> oh man. It amazes me. Play out here. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, anyways, back uh, back to our ride receivers. Uh, number three, Julio Jones. <laughs> Obviously, the dude is a beast. You're playing him no matter what. Uh, like I said, Calvin Ridley, Ridley could have a pretty good game as well, but Julio's most likely going to have a better game. Uh, I mean, the dude has just been doing it for years. Matt Ryan and him have that connection. Um, I don't think anyone can Dallas can on can cover Julio at all. Uh, even if they try to scheme something up, Julio is just 
that much. He's just elite. Like, there's no other way to put it. Obviously, top three receiver in the game. Uh, maybe top five to make it more broad. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, with the shootout that I think it's going to be, Julio's going to have an amazing game here. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, one of the best receivers in the game. You're playing him no matter what. Against Washington, this is a cakewalk. There is no reason you should not play him. I would not be surprised if he had, like, two touchdowns and, like, 14 receptions. He's probably going to have a massive game. Uh, number one, Devontae Adams. This card could partially be biased, but this is also – they're playing the line secondary that is ravished – and Devontae Adams gets all the targets pretty much, and Aaron Rodgers will always throw to Devontae Adams no matter what. Uh, and when you have a quarterback like Rodgers, this is a plus for Devontae Adams because he is going to benefit a lot from this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is – Devontae Adams is probably going to have another humongous week like he did last week, uh, and that rounds up my top ten for the receivers. Good stuff. Uh for me, I have at five. I have Calvin Ridley. Maybe a little high, but I just think you know they're gonna have to. The, the Cowboys are gonna have to throw the kitchen sink at Julio Jones, and I think Ridley's gonna get a lot of opportunities. So I really like Calvin Ridley this week. Four, I have Mike Evans. I mean, you said that Chris Godwin is out, and this is an opportunity for Brady to to just feed him the ball. You know, quick out routes, maybe get a deep ball in there, stuff like that. Three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, do not bench DeAndre Hopkins of all weeks this week. I mean. He's going to tear apart that secondary. They, the, the Cardinals showed last week they're going to get him involved in that offense, too. Like, they're going to feed him the ball. And I think this is just uh, a perfect matchup. Do I have Julio Jones? Again, do not bench Julio Jones in your fantasy league. Um, I mean, Julio Jones is probably one of the, the best athletes I've ever watched. I mean, just to have that size and that speed and um, be able to do what he can do is insane. And then, number one, I have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a guy where when, when he's when he knows he has an inferior corner, like he just he just gets after it. I mean, we saw it against mm. the Maddox Eagles fans last year. He knew he knew Devontae Maddox had no business being on the field with him and he just he tore him apart. Devontae Adams knows how to attack weak secondaries like that with Detroit. He's and I think he's a guy who like since he's come to the league, well maybe not his first year, but like ever since then, he's a guy in fantasy who you know he's gonna produce. Even when Brett Hundley was the quarterback, you knew Devontae Adams was going to produce. Devontae Adams might be one of the most consistent fantasy options I've ever I've ever had him on my team. It's like I think the lowest he's ever gotten is maybe like I don't know six or seven points, and that's like very low for him. He always produces. So yeah. uh, moving on to tight ends, you can go first on this one too. Who's your Who's your tenth or sixth? Number ten. Oh man, tight ends. <laughs> when you get When you get past the top five. It is some slim pickings. You are taking chances. Uh, number 10, I got Chris Herndon. Um, I like that. On the, on the Jets, yeah. Uh, I mean, besides Perryman, I don't know who else you're going to throw to But uh, besides this guy. Uh, I mean, I think he's a solid tight end. Uh, probably not getting a fair shake with the Jets because it's the Jets and nothing is going right for them right now. Uh, so... I, I think he should have a solid week volume-wise. Uh, I think he'll get plenty of targets. Uh, I'm not expecting huge numbers out of him. Just hoping that uh, in PPR that he'll 
get a good amount of targets to uh, suffice. Um, number nine, Tyler Higby. Uh, I don't know. I, it's the Rams, and their their tight ends are always predicted high, and it's just it's against the Eagles, so like it seems like he's just gonna go off for some reason. Just just because. No, but Tyler, Tyler Higby is a solid tight end, uh, a good tight end for someone like Jared Goff to have, someone with reliable hands that's going to catch the ball, and you know where he's going to be, when he's going to be there, um, and definitely a great option when uh, you know Slay is going to lock up your number one receiver uh, because, you know, Slay is Slay. Um, so, I mean, when you got someone covering Woods or Cup, uh, and, you know, maybe Higby's on the same side of the field. It might just be easier or the opposite side of the field. Higby's going to be open a good amount of the time, yeah. uh, especially with our linebacker group probably not being one of the best around. Um, yeah, uh, after that, number eight, Dallas Goddard. Uh, probably pretty high for him. But, I mean, we saw what he did last week. I mean, it is hard to see him taking a step back from that. Uh, unless something was said in the meeting somewhere or something, and Zach Ertz said, like, no, I need all the targets now because I want my <laughs> contract, which I don't imagine him doing. But, yeah, Dallas Goddard was just a beast. Uh, he, lo- he looked like the better tight end on the field, uh, which is a shame to say. But uh, he just looks a lot better right now. Uh, and he knew how to break tackles, which is something huge that Zerk can't – as Ackerts can't do. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think he'll be a solid pick for this week. Uh, especially since Wentz has that rapport with him already, while he doesn't have that rapport with Rager, Hightower, uh, and even Jackson for a full season. I mean, he had him for like two games. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a solid tight end for this week. Uh, number seven, Jared Cook. Uh, against the Raiders, I mean, anyone in that Saints office I'd be playing right now, uh, it's going to be a pretty easy game for them. Uh, Jared Cook usually produces every week, usually a solid, like, you know, eight to ten points, which is good for a receiver, pretty average, <laughs> especially outside of the top five. Um, number six, Evan Ingram. I think he'll have a solid uh, game because of the fact that uh, – it seems like he's more of a wide receiver slash tight end, kind of like Darren Waller is. Um, and I think he's going to be involved in that offense a lot more, assuming that he stays healthy, uh, because he can be a huge focal point in that offense, uh, especially with uh, Sterling Shepard most likely being locked up uh, with their number one corner and Golden Tate uh, being questionable. I mean, there's, a bunch of different factors that could go into this, but I think Evan Ingram can have a solid uh, week here. Yeah, so for my, my 10 through 6, I started with Hunter Henry. You know, I think there's a couple other options in the Chargers offense that might get looked at. I think you could argue Tyron Matthew might lock down Henry, but I don't know. I think Tyron Matthew moves around a lot, so I don't know if he's going to be on Henry every single snap. And um, I think Hunter Henry's going to have a decent day versus Kansas City. Number nine, I have the Hawkman, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, versus the Packers, you know, um, like you said, the run defense isn't weak, which kind of speaks to their linebackers. So I think um, 
yeah, linebacker, safety, whoever's on him, I think TJ Hawkinson's a big dude. I TJ Hawkinson is a breakout star candidate for me. So I think maybe he could have a good game here and what's going to be um, the Packers putting up a lot of points and the Lions falling behind and having to pass the ball on. So <laughs> especially without, without Kenny Galladay there. Too. Um, yeah. Number eight, I have Tyler Higby against the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles just don't really do a good job of covering tight ends for whatever reason. And now they don't have Malcolm Jenkins. And, you know, I, I don't really think Jalen Mills or Rodney McLeod or any of our linebackers are going to lock up Higby. I think Higby's going to have a solid day. And, just move the chains for them. Number eight or number seven, I have Darren Waller um, versus the Saints. Uh, I mean, he's just so athletic. He's like you said, he's pretty much a receiver that lines up at tight end. And um, you know, as good as the Saints defense is, I think they're gonna have a little trouble with it. And then number six, I have Johnny Smith versus Jacksonville. This could be a huge game for him. Maybe a little low, um, low for me, but I mean, I I still think he's gonna have an amazing game. I just have him ranked six for. Um, whatever reason with my top five, and I'm really excited to watch Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville just has no one up. So, um, yeah, so who's your top five? Top five. Hunter Henry is my five. I, uh, I like it. Yeah, I, I think like you said, uh, Matthew can definitely uh, cover him, but I think Matthew floats around a lot. Uh, so I think there's plenty of opportunity for Hunter Henry here. Um I mean, solid, reliable target here. Uh, I mean, when you get past Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry is probably the number two. If not, that would be Mike Williams. Um, But I don't know what Tyrod Taylor is made of yet, and it doesn't seem like he knows either. So uh, I I don't know. Hunter Henry just seems like the most reliable target here. in this Chargers offense right now. I mean, Keenan Allen has always been a good receiver and it's just a shame that he hasn't like, you know, been on a good enough winning team to get somewhere. Uh, I mean, Phillip Rivers has always been a solid quarterback for him, but I mean, uh, it's just a kind of a shame the downgrade I would, eh, maybe not a downgrade, but I thought Tyrod Taylor would be a solid QB coming in the game. And obviously it is only week two, but I think Hunter Henry is going to have a solid week here because of the fact that he is that solid tight end that will catch the ball and he runs his routes. He knows what he's doing. Uh, pretty solid blocking tight, uh, tight end as well. Set up the game for Eckler and uh, Kelly as well. Number four, Zach Ertz. Um, I mean, it's hard to put him outside of the top five just because we know who Zach Ertz is and we know that rapport he has with Carson Wentz and we know how much he's going to get targeted in the offense. I mean, last week was a poor reflection of what has been happening in the past few seasons, but I think he's just going to have a great week here. Um, It is hard not to see him, you know, going off against the Rams. Uh, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what the Rams safety room looks like, but, I know they have some solid linebackers, but I think Zach Ertz is the better player there in this matchup. Uh, just more experienced, solid rece- uh, tight end here. So I, I think he has a good matchup. Number three, Darren Waller. I might be kind of high here. I actually thought you had him in a good place. I think Darren Waller is like one of the focal points of that offense. If it's not Josh Jacobs, it's probably going to be Darren Waller or Henry Ruggs. Um, Darren Waller is 
like we've said before already, he's he's like another receiver just lining up a tight end. Uh, the dude really is a beast. Uh, he's going to get his targets no matter what. Uh, and this is probably going to be a game where they got to throw the ball a lot because they have to catch up. And this because the Saints are offense is insane. Um, yeah, so I, I think this will be a good week for him. Uh, he's definitely going to get his fair share of targets uh, no matter what. Number two, Mark Andrews. Uh, at Houston, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's he has pretty much solid uh, – set his space here as one of the top five tight ends. Um, you got him. You're going to start him no matter what. Uh, Houston Texans, no one scares me at all to cover Mark Andrews. Uh, I mean, that one-handed catch last week was insane. <laughs> pretty good athletic ability there. Yeah, I think he's going to have a solid week. Um, the Ravens are just going to have an amazing week. It's not – Texans are no match. Um, number one, pretty obvious, Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to stop this guy. He's He always gets his targets. He's always involved in the offense. Uh, pretty big part of the offense, too. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the run game. There's Tyreek Hill, but – there's a lot that runs through Kelsey. Um, and if they didn't have Kelsey, I don't know if half of the offense that they do now could be happening um, just because he, he is a huge part. Um, yeah. I mean, no one on the charges necessarily scares me enough to be like, Hey, sit him because Kelsey is an every week start. Um, yeah. I mean, he's most likely going to get like, you know, seven to 10 targets a game, which is pretty good for a tight end. So that wraps out the top 10 for me. Yeah, so my fifth, I'm a little high on this guy, Dallas Goddard. Um, I, I've been – I've just been calling for him to have a breakout year for, for a while. I think, you know, you've got Deshaun and Rager taking a lot of attention over top. Um, and then you've got you've got Miles Sanders underneath. Uh, he's coming back this week. And then you've got Zach Ertz, who is probably going to um, get, get the best safety or get double covered sometimes. So I think – that leaves Dallas Goddard with an inferior one-on-one -on -one matchup for a lot of room in the middle of the field to work. And I think he's like, he's almost always open. Like he's a guy, like you said, like he could turn a six yard completion into a 22 yard completion because of how good he is at, at run after catch. And I think you saw that last week. And there was a lot of times where, you know, Carson didn't have a good game and he was missing and like he was trying to force the ball for a bigger throw and rather than take Dallas Goddard in the check down. I think this week Wentz will take more of the check down um, and be smarter. So I have Dallas Goddard pretty high this week. Number four, I have Jared Cook versus the Las Vegas Raiders versus his former team. Um, you know, I like Jonathan Abram on the Raiders, but I don't think he's going to be much of a match for Jared Cook. I think he's going to have a really good game and, um, you know, maybe be maybe be a surprise play for the Saints offense here. Number three, I have Noah Fant just coming off that big week last week. Um, you know, as good as the Steelers' defense is, I think I – think, um, they do have Minka, so I think I could see him – going on fan a lot but then you've also got you got a couple other guys in that, that Broncos offense you got to worry about over top as well um, Jerry Judy I mean is obviously a threat to get open at all times so um, I like Noah Fant this week too Mark Andrews and he said it you just can't you can't sit him if you have him at this point he's proven he's one of the better tight ends and one Travis Kelsey I mean best tight end in the league so I didn't have Zach Ertz in my top 10 this week which is a little surprising um, mm. I'm just I'm a little bit down on him but don't take that the wrong way I think he could I think he's a red, good red zone target, too. So, like, I could totally see him being, like, a top five tight end this week. But um, yeah. I just wanted to mix it up a little bit. But uh, 
So I want to yeah. finish up with defenses real quick. So I'll get my, my 10 through 6. So 10, I got the Eagles a little bit biased. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this is a, a game they have to win. They're going to come up with urgency. And I think they're going to force Jared Goff to win this game. And they're going to make, make him make bad decisions. They're going to get a couple turnovers. I think, you know, Darius Light, you put him on Robert Woods probably. And then maybe you put Rosie Coleman on Cup or the other way around. Um, you know, Van Jefferson could have a good game. I think, you know, going up against Avante Max, that'll be an interesting matchup. But um, I think the Eagles defense can hold their own. And then number nine, I have the Buccaneers because they're, they're younger defense. But um, I, I do like Devin White. I like Antoine Winfield, obviously, because he's one of my favorite players. And then I like, um, I like uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. He's a solid second corner. I forget. I think Carlton Davis might be the other one. They still have Shaq Barrett. So I think, you know, versus Car- a Carolina offense is kind of still learning the system um, with a new quarterback, some new personnel. Maybe they'll, they'll just come out. I know that they did play pretty well last week, but Matt Rule is just the guy who's historically starts slow um, at his, wherever he is at. So I have a little bit tough time trusting him this year. And I think Brady is going to manage the game better and keep them rested, unlike Jameis Winston did last year. And unlike Brady this last week, too, he didn't really get them much rest last week. So True. Um, True. then I have the Chiefs at eight because of rest again. You know, I, I think – I just think they, they they play well because of that offense. I don't think the Chiefs' offense is anything crazy, but I also don't think Tyrod Taylor is a guy who's really going to put up more than 20 points. I mean, I love Tyrod Taylor because of his dual threat ability, you know, I, he's one of my weird favorite players that I just like for whatever reason, but I, I'll acknowledge, like, he's, I mean, is his prime was with the Bills when he got them to nine and seven, and that's not saying much. So, um, seven, I had the Saints. I, you know, they're very, they're, their defense has a lot of personality. I'll say that. I mean, those guys love to play the, the game of football, which, you know, you think is a simple thing to say, but some guys in the NFL don't. Um, but, you know, all those guys are really passionate and they, they really put their heart out there every single Sunday. I think they're going to have a good game against the Las Vegas defense. Maybe get maybe get torched by Henry Rugg once, but um, I think they're still going to have a good game. And then six, I have the Bears. I mean, I just have a tough time betting. I know there's not really home belt, home field advantage this year, but I have a tough time betting against the Bears' defensive scheme at home. I just think they feel comfortable there. They, they play really well on defense all the time. That's kind of how they how they've been built this year. Um, but yeah, so that's my top, my, my 10 through six, I'll be honest, like I had a tough time coming up with these. There's not really like a ton of amazing matchups on defense from what I saw. So, um, yeah, if, if I get any of those wrong, please, you can feel free to call me out because I'm not confident in my defense this week. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was not the best uh, matchup for defenses this week. Uh, number 10, uh, which I probably shouldn't have this as low, but uh, the Titans uh, against Jacksonville. Um, I mean, obviously here, uh, Titans do have a solid defense already um, yeah. against Jacksonville, uh, against Minshew. Not that Minshew isn't a solid uh, quarterback, but I mean, against a defense like this, I think he's going to make a few mistakes. And the magic from last week is probably not going to, rub off on this week um number nine patriots against seattle Mm. um i probably shouldn't have him ranked this high uh just because seattle's a high high high-powered offense but 
I mean, the Patriots are still the Patriots in their scheme. You just can't bet against it. It really, it really rings true. I mean, the fact that they're missing so many guys and they played a great game last week, uh, it's, it's hard to bet against them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Bill Belichick uh, played, I think it was like a backup. I think it was either a practice squad or a backup safety to emulate Russell Wilson in practice at quarterback. <laughs> it was literally this – it was a small, tiny guy running out of the pocket, and all the defensive line was running at him. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, have to, I have to find the video to show you. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, the fact that, you know, Belichick goes out of his way to do something like that, like, this, this shows you he has a scheme already set that he's going to try and emulate Russell Wilson somehow. Uh Real quick. Yeah, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Say the Eagles did that with Greg Ward um, that in the past when, when he wasn't on the roster. He was a former QB. Um, mm. And, I mean, there have been a couple of times where they've held Russell Wilson in check with just their, their offensive sport. So, maybe. Maybe maybe it works. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a good game, though. The Patriots that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number eight, Chiefs at the Chargers. I mean, like you said, uh, Chiefs just are going to have that defensive rested. And especially against the Chargers, I think it's, uh, you know, the Chargers have a solid defense. So it's not a defense that will stop the Chiefs, but it will get them to use all three or four downs. Like they're going to be able to, you know, uh, get multiple downs on them. And the Chiefs will probably use a lot of the clock here. I, I, I really do see that happening. And then when your defense is that rested, the Chargers really probably don't have any chance. Um, I mean, they got some solid offensive pieces, but I just don't know if it's a match for the Chiefs at all. <laughs> yeah. The Chiefs offense, basically. But number seven, Steelers against Denver. I could probably have them higher, but, uh, I mean, you know, Denver does have some pieces that can be pretty solid. So the Steelers, their defense is back. It's the steel curtain yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're going to be definitely ranked higher by the end of the season, just with more experience together. Um, and just the way their team is looking in general. I mean, they look like a much better team than they did last season. Uh, I mean, last season was like three or four different quarterbacks and just uh, their defense really did keep them in the games second half of the season when they got Minka. So yeah, uh, I just, yeah, it, it, the whole scheme changed once Minka was in. So I think that was pretty impressive. Um, number six, I have Seahawks versus Patriots. Um, this is probably, I should probably have the Patriots and the Seahawks switched here, but I'm not a huge believer in Cam right now. And that is mainly because he ran the ball last, last week. And I love to see him run the ball, but I didn't really see him chucking at all to anyone at all. Um, I mean, obviously you want to play to Cam's strengths, but in a game like this against the Seahawks, you're going to want to throw the ball. Uh, and when Cam hasn't played in a certain amount of time, in a, about a season and a half-ish, I forget how long it's been he didn't play. But when Cam hasn't played that long and he's going to get into a full game of you know, passing the ball and possibly having to catch up to the Seahawks, I don't know if that bodes well for him in this the Seahawks defense could have a solid game here. 
you know, obviously, like you said, Bobby Wagner uh, always been a solid linebacker and will most likely keep Cam in check somehow. Uh, so I think that could limit the Patriots in a way because they haven't had the full, you know, the full Cam yet, the super main Cam where he can chuck the ball and he can also run out of the pocket. So I don't know. That's why I have the Seahawks higher, just because I think they're going to have a better game in general. Uh, yeah. So that rounds up the 10 to 6. All right. So for my my five, I have the Steelers, like you said. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a long day for Drew Locke as much as I like him. You know, the, the Broncos' run defense really didn't get going much last week, and I think it's going to be much of the same, especially considering what the Steelers just did to Saquon. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, I think people are freaking out about Saquon, but, like, it is literally the Steelers' defense just boxing them up. Um, you know, him being an every-down back, I, you know, different conversation. I do want to see him get better at pass protecting, um, but, you know, another conversation another time. But, uh, I mean, the credit, I just want basically point being credit to the Steelers' defense for that. They were great. P.J. Watt had an insane interception that I didn't even see him dropping back in the coverage for. Um, I mean, and their corners are solid. I mean, Joe Hayden's still there. Steven Nelson is a breakout star candidate, many think, this year. And, um, yeah, I think Steelers are a good defense this year. You, you gotta, if you, if you have them, you're going to play them a lot this year. Um, fantasy. Number four, the Ravens at the Texans. I mean, the Ravens are another one of those defenses that um, you really got to play most weeks, I think. You know, the Texans, I think, could definitely come out. And I mean, it, for them, I mean, coming off a loss against the Chiefs and then having all that time off, I could see the Texans coming out fresh and uh, maybe surprising the Ravens. But I think at the same time, it's hard to sit the Ravens' defense this week. And then, Three out of the Bills at the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are just not there yet as a team. Fitzmagic, I don't think there's going to be any Fitzmagic this year. Um, you know, losing losing Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano will definitely hurt this week, though. Uh, that's why I, I probably would have had them maybe second or first if, if they had those guys. Because Tremaine Edmonds actually is my, um, my very bold prediction for defensive player of the year this year. Um, so I hope he gets healthy. I really like him. But, you know, I, you know, the Bills still have the secondary they have. I don't like the Dolphins wide receivers this year outside of Parker. Parker, that's the thing. If you, if you only have one really good receiver, you know, you can you can focus attention on – and the Bills got the counter to that. They got Jadavius White. So, um, I think it's going to be a tough day for, for Magic. And then I have the Cardinals facing the Washington football team. You know, the Washington offense, all their points came when we gave them the ball in, in, in our own territory. They did not play well. Some people think the Eagles' defense is a little overhyped um, from last week. Regardless, I mean, the, this is about the Cardinals in, in Washington. I don't think the Washington offense is anything special. You know, Dwayne Haskins, in my opinion, I, I know Ian, our guy, likes him a lot. But um, until, until he, he plays different than the film suggests from last year, I, I really can't believe it. Um, I, I really don't think – I think there's a lot to fix. You know, last week it was a lot of the quick game and stuff. And I, I think if it wasn't for, I mean, they made it pretty simple for him last week, but I don't think that's going to continue. And, um, you know, Terry McLaurin, they, they do, Patrick Peterson is still pretty decent. Um, they have Buda Baker, um, who can, I think he got an extension recently. Um, so he can play over the top. If any, if Pat Pete, you know, Pat Pete obviously isn't the same as he used to be back in the day, but, you know, Isaiah Simmons, I think, will shake off that play against Mostert last week, and 
play better. Um, Jordan Hicks has, has become, you know, one of the best linebackers since leaving Philly. He was great in Philly, but now he's, of course, he's fully healthy now. Like was <laughs> one of the league leaders and tacklers last year. So, and then they still have Chandler Jones too. So, then I have one. I have the 49ers at the Jets. I mean, if you have the 49ers defense, this is probably <laughs> there's no there's no question about this one at all. The Jets offense is a train wreck. Outside of you know, I mean, when when Rashad Perryman and Jameson Crowder are your top receivers, listen, I like those two, but those are not those should not be your top offensive weapons. Le'Veon Bell has nowhere to go behind that offensive line. It's going to be a tough week for, for the Jets. It's going to be a tough season for the Jets. In my opinion. Even though I like Darnold, there's nothing around. Um, so I think that, I mean, and considering this is polar opposite of a defense here. I mean, <laughs> you got you got probably the best defense versus maybe what will be the worst offense in the league this year. So that's my top five. Yeah. I mean, number five got Cardinals. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I believe in the fact that like, yeah, the Washington offense is not all that good. Uh, they obviously, you know, got like 27 unanswered points against us. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm not a huge believer in Dwayne Haskins either. I mean, Ian obviously is. But it, I just am not I, – I don't see what what is so special about him yet. I mean – Obviously, not every QB has to be that special, you know, breed like Jared Goff. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't see Dwayne Haskins being as good as people thought he might be. Um, I mean, they do have some solid weapons. Like, obviously, Terry McLaurin's a beast. Uh, Gibson is a solid running back right now. Um and uh, Logan Thomas is pretty good tight end. Um, yeah, but I just don't think they have it all figured out right now. And I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the answer. Um, but like you said, Cardinals still have some good key defensive pieces. Uh, and all of their defensive pieces that are important can pretty much count everything Washington has. So I think Cardinals will have a pretty good week here uh, for the Bears against the Giants. Yeah, there's not much to explain here. I mean, the <laughs> Giants are the Giants. Uh, I mean, the only thing I could see happening is Saquon going off, but even that, like, is kind of hard to see because the Bears have a pretty great run defense, and even their secondary is still uh, one of the better secondaries in the league. Um, number three, got the Ravens. Uh, like Hunter said, like if you have the Ravens defense, you're pretty much starting in almost any matchup. Uh, they're obviously one of the elite defenses right now. And against the Texans, there's just – I think there's probably going to be some more mistakes <laughs> for the <laughs> Texans. Uh, like you said, like I could see them coming out, you know, from being rested and having that extra time and maybe surprise them. But it would just be hard to see them beat the Ravens. Uh, I mean – High-powered offense, high-powered defense. Uh, I just don't know if the Texans can match up to that. Uh, number two, I got the Bills. Uh, you know, probably a little bit higher since those linebackers are out. But, I mean, it is the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Even with losing those linebackers, the Bills are going to have a great day here. Probably a couple interceptions. 
probably a couple sacks. Uh, yeah, I not much scaring me in this matchup. Bills defense, you have them pretty much got to play them. Uh, and then number one, obviously the 49ers defense against the Jets. Uh, you have them play them. I, yeah, you like you said, polar opposites here. You know, best defense against like possibly the worst offense. No pieces on the Jets defense are scaring any player on the 49ers defense. Um, yeah, I, one of the elite defenses in the league. They're gonna have a great game. That wraps out the top ten defenses.